you know, a lot of what we're dealing with right now are stepping stones into something that's next. And, you know, with technology, as we know, it's not stopping, it's only continuing. So if you, if you can start embracing it now and continue down this road, there's so many exciting opportunities for all of us. Now we all know pain drives innovation. And unfortunately, let's all agree that this pandemic has provided plenty of <laughs> inspiration for innovation. In this episode, we'll hear from Alexandra Sephos, founder of Silent Tea Consulting. She's an innovator on the product distributor side of the industry, trying to accelerate the adoption of technology tools that make furniture visualization happen faster, easier, and as a streamlined part of the sales process. I'd like to be the first to welcome you to Design Nerds Anonymous, the podcast that sparks curiosity at the intersection of business and design. I'm your host, Amanda Schneider, founder and president at ThinkLab, the research division of Sandow, and sister company to design brands you know and love, like Interior Design, Metropolis, Material Bank, and more. And I'd like to be the second person to welcome you to Design Nerds Anonymous. My name is Hannah Vitti, and I've been Amanda's right hand throughout the season. I'm the audio journalist engineer producing Design Nerds Anonymous with ThinkLab. You'll hear my voice throughout the season. In this podcast, we've invited trailblazers from within the design industry and beyond to engage in conversations and explore the topics that will drive our future. At ThinkLab, our passion is sharing inspiration for your business, fuel for your design process, and connections with people and ideas for positive disruption. So thanks for listening. We're glad you're here. Now, let's give you a bit more background on Alexandra before we dive into our chat with her. She's a trained interior designer, but has spent her career in a variety of roles, from designer to product sales, and she even did a short stint in the commercial real estate world. She also has deep background with Configura, the company that makes CET Designer. Now, if you're not familiar with that, it's a technology tool that streamlines the steps in the furniture sales and order process by leveraging visualization to reduce complexity. She'll explain more. Now, if you're an interior designer listening that is not working on the dealer side, we hope that you'll be inspired by some of the change happening behind the vendor scenes that will make product specification, hopefully, easier on you in the future. And if you're a vendor, we hope that you'll be inspired to help make the specification process increasingly easier on all designers. So let's dive in. Yeah, there's going to be this merger in the industry at some point, uh, um, and it's happening fast because of the pandemic of we don't have as many resources, so people have to do more. So I think design and sales are starting to overlap and merge more than they ever have. I think what's interesting for me to see is that thus far, you know, like when I look at the CET journey and probably even, I mean, I would imagine this is across the board in our industry, that a lot of them are starting to look at their end-to-end -end process. It's not just we're going to invest in an e-tool solution or we're going to invest in a specification tool. It's here's how we can go to market and we can impact an end user client. And that to me is where I've seen like the largest movements. Um, and that's where I tend to get really excited too. Cause there's, there's major innovation happening. And even though, you know, COVID is affecting so many things, I think that it's actually driving some of that innovation even faster as well. And I look back to like 2000, you know, 2007, 2009, like, same thing happened, like major innovation happened, you know, kind of in a downturn. And so as much as things are doom and gloom, I tend to be a little bit excited too. 
Now, who the traditional client is, is kind of evolving. We've seen this in the interior design, giants of design research data, where managing client expectations has greatly increased as a concern of A&D firms over the past 10 years, as more of the industry struggles to manage client expectations in this new Amazon world. It seems everyone wants things faster, easier, and cheaper, but of course, still design brilliantly. So this means we have to adjust and perhaps pursue multiple experiences depending on the client. You know, if they are maybe like, let's say the, I don't, I don't want to say uneducated, but like the uneducated buyer, right? Who would normally work with a dealer, but maybe they like the idea of disruption. And so they want to like try and procure it themselves. And then they realize that they don't want to, and they go to a dealer anyways, but they provide that like level of, you know, inspiration or, or a tool for them, like an online configurator, you know, for someone, anyone that can do it. Um, I think of, you know, them also looking at who, who else is important in this universe? You know, is it also appealing to A&D firms, which is a historical you know, influencer in our industry, but also maybe GCs, also maybe end user clients, like I said, directly, maybe dealers, maybe, you know, I mean, you start to add it up, but I feel like they're, everyone's starting to create and look at the huge pathway of go-to-market, not just we're going to sell the traditional way. And as we think of the new Amazon world, one of the reasons Amazon is so easy to use is that it takes multiple vendors and creates one standardized experience. So regardless of who the user or vendor is, you know where to click to get what you want. In essence, technology and standardized experiences are helping to manage those client expectations. But that's certainly not always the case for designers today. Whether we're talking about a designer that works at an A&D firm, specifying product, or a dealer designer selecting product within specific softwares for a proposal. It can be challenging. Yeah, I'm going to quote a friend of mine from Herman Miller. He always says that, you know, like when it comes to, you know, he, he always uses CT as the example a little bit, but he'll say that it's kind of like we're putting the, the dealer designer in a new rental car every 15 minutes. Like they know where the gas and the brake is, they know where the steering wheel is. But based on what manufacturer they're specifying, they can't turn on that damn air conditioning. He says it more eloquently than that, but you know, you understand the gist, right? You know, again, like designers tend to be a little bit risk adverse. And so that means that it's comfortable for them to stay in what they know. And frankly, they are fast at what they know and they're doing a really great job with it. But are they able to also then create within the same platform, you know, a rendering? Are they able to apply finishes easily? Are they able to, like, it breaks into all these other things later on. And I believe that using one system is efficient. But I also think that our industry's paradigm has shifted, like, over the last, you know, over many years. But I just, I take my career as an example of, like, if I look at the last 15 years, the projects I specified 15 years ago were primarily my major manufacturer. And probably like 90%, you know, I would maybe spec the private offices as an open line because maybe there was like a longer lead time on wood through my major manufacturer or something like that. But uh, most, the majority of that project was one manufacturer. Now, when you're talking, you know, there could be 15 manufacturers specified on one project or more, or, you know, basically if you're in San Francisco, it might be 400. I don't know. <laughs> So, you know, that it to me is the challenge in that evolution. And that's where that consistency needs to happen. Now, granted, things like ancillary that are going to happen in a market like San Francisco are going to be challenging, you know, any way you look at it based on the platform. We agree with Alexandra here. There's a huge opportunity 
to blend technology platforms to speak the same language. And as the previous example stated, make sure the gas and the brake are in the same spot. So if we can get everybody speaking the same language, there is a consistency there. But I do think that as some of these tools that have been viewed as competitive tools in the past, you know, like when Hay- Hayworth, I think, would openly admit that when they, when they started in CET Designer, they viewed it as a competitive tool in the industry and they saw a huge advantage. Now it's becoming industry standard, which is so cool. But, you know, along with industry standard means the tough discussions need to happen now on how do we standardize certain things so that these dealer designers are not in multiple rental cars. You know, how do we get them to be working in one machine? And that's where I think Configura, you know, is on the same page with that. And I would hope that within other technology platforms, they're thinking about that too as they evolve. But it's real. it happens fast when something goes from, you know, a specialty technology to all of a sudden being more of an industry technology. And so what gets me excited is thinking about this next version of disruption in how do we get our industry tools to allow an end user to feel like they're a part of the experience so much that they might be able to drive a little bit, even just for brainstorming, but then also not maybe dilute, you know, some of the the influencers and, you know, dealers and people that have been around forever, because I, I don't think those businesses are going to look the same forever. You know, I, you know, I always, Amanda always says, you know, you don't want to be like the taxi in the Uber world. Right. And I think that that directly relates with, I understand there is this hesitancy about putting a lot of this stuff in the end user's hands because then why can't they just buy it themselves and like cut out the dealer or, you know, how does e-commerce take over? There's so, this gets so much bigger than that. And I'm not going to say I have the answers. I don't, but to me, that, that is the gap that is in our industry right now. That is like, you know, connecting all the, all the parties, number one and number two, putting it in end users' hands. And for some that's scary and for some that's exciting. And I guess we'll have to see where the future takes us. And I think this is both exciting and terrifying myself. No doubt tech will play a big part in streamlining the design and product selection process, but design, experience, and creativity will always come into play. And I think that, you know, the industry is going to have to evolve and like, again, design schools, they're going to have to evolve quickly, I think, to handle some of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and there aren't that many out there actually that are leveraging technology. And that's what's, you know, they are in the sense of AutoCAD and Revit, but I look at, again, like some of these other tools that are out there and like educating more on like that corporate side you know, is not necessarily happening. And not to say everyone's going to go corporate, but there are obviously a lot that that do too. <laughs> it's easy to overlook and saying technology is going to disrupt us to the point of complete devastation, you know, if we allow an end user to try and specify their own office or this and that. But there's so much knowledge that is gained by people who have been doing this for a really long time and understand the applications and understand, you know, like I think of, it brings me down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but how everyone was talking about benching six months ago, right? And like benching has been like the hot thing. And now we're talking about how to put like screens up and everything else. And rightfully so. I'm totally a mask wearer. I will say that. But along those lines, you know, I, I think that it's easy to go online and say, I'm going to buy a hundred screens for my staff versus 
calling somebody and saying, what's the most effective product you have in helping the spread of COVID that people aren't annoyed by, or that people still, you know, it doesn't disrupt like their lovely benching stations they've always liked. And we want to encourage them to come back to work in like a happy manner, like whatever that is. Right. But there is still kind of like the sales play in there and no one wants to feel sold anymore. They want the experience and they want the education. And so I think it's really up to sales and design to educate. And if that's utilizing technology or even just through a personal relationship, it's so critical. What do we do with this information and what it might mean is the deployment of many tools across the board and many of those technology tools are not going to talk together and integrate and that's what i find is the greatest challenge right now with the manufacturers is that a lot of them are listening they're totally listening and i think a lot of the dealers are putting forth really great information but there are very few that are actually looking holistically at how does this system tie to this system tie to this system so that we're all putting our best foot forward and we're not having to replicate um, information into different formats that's something that i hope that i can say someday is that i helped contribute in some way shape or forms like increasing that communication across those parties and help them understand how we can connect things better so that we can decrease the do the replication of information and go to market faster and the going to market faster part is happening in some ways but i hope that we can find a more sustainable model for designers for the future And here's where I hope we leave all the designers listening with a little inspiration about the power of what's in your heads and what's at your hands. Because many of them are, I think, burning themselves into the ground. And those who are doing it, you know, I always wonder, I get worried, like, when are they going to get too tired? Or, you know, when are they going to want to switch industries or whatever? I think that the pastures are greener. And the truth is we need to harness this amazing information that they have in their heads and figure out just how to work smarter, not harder, because it, everyone's trying. But, you know, again, I think everybody needs to listen more to what they're saying and putting out there to try and further that experience. And we love the idea of technology making product specification faster, easier, maybe even more creative, or perhaps better yet, reducing time in the process to allow designers time for more creativity. Special thanks to our interviewee in this episode, Alexandra Sephos, and to Blue Dot Sessions for the music. Thanks for listening. <laughs>